Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Second Kings chapter 7, verse number 3, 2 Kings chapter 7, and verses 3 and 4 is what I will read to get started tonight. Whoo! The scripture says this, and there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said one to another, why sit here? Why do we just sit here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. If we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come, let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. These are some very bright men. You look at what they said next. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we'll die. Now that's keen insight right there, I'll tell you what. That's, that's. But they just came to this point to say, I got nothing to lose. If I sit here and stay like I am, I'm going to die. If I go out there, I may not know what happens, but if I stay here, I know what happens. And I'm just hungry enough to be willing to take a risk. <laughs> I'm going to preach tonight about the compelling force of hunger the compelling force of hunger I will let you be seated this evening in the name of the Lord I am to begin tonight I want to introduce you to a villain this horrible entity is one of the most reviled creatures in many of our lives and no I'm not talking about the devil right now but someone who deserves almost as much loathing He is the cause of manifold health challenges and more than a few failed New Year's resolutions. His name is Ghrelin, G-H-R-E-L-I-N. Now, I realize most of you have never heard of him, but you have all experienced his attacks. In fact, some of you are suffering his assault right now because Ghrelin is the hunger hormone. This foul substance (laughs) is produced by certain cells in your gastrointestinal tract. And when it is released into your system, it causes your stomach to react and to contract, producing those embarrassing grumbles and rumbles which signify to everybody around you that as soon as this guy gets done, I'm heading to Freddy's. <laughs> the teenagers were blessed. It causes that gnawing, twisting discomfort in your middle, which promises that it will be still in exchange for a Twinkie. And the thing is, it's beyond your control. Nobody 
has to remind themselves to get hungry. There are a group of people in life I do not understand. Really don't. You ever had one of these people that says, I forgot to eat today. I may lose my car. I might misplace one of my children. I have never in my life gotten ready to go to bed at night and go, seems like I, seems like I forgot something today. I, oh, that's right. I never ate. If you're one of those people, I don't like you. I love you, but I don't like you. You can, you can look at me and tell my memory's good. I just, I've never experienced, I do not have to set myself a reminder on my Outlook calendar. Two in the afternoon, remember to get hungry. I have never had to do that because hunger is one of those things that just comes on us without any particular effort on our part. Particularly if you come to service about dinner time and the preacher is silly enough to talk about it. Some of you weren't hungry at all until about two minutes ago. Now you're pretty sure you could attack a cow if it just stands still. In reality, our affluence in the United States makes most of us relatively unfamiliar with hunger in the truest sense. Statistics of the World Health Institute indicate that just over 10% of the earth, some 7.8 billion people, deal with acute and lasting hunger. And while I understand completely that there is some of that in this country, largely it's something most of us know nothing about. Let's just be honest. Oh, we'll talk about I'm starving when dinner is a couple hours late, but the truth is most of us are a long way from starving. And yet, ghrelin plagues us multiple times a day. Every few hours, whether you're hungry or not, your thoughts are going to turn to food. We can't go without it for any significant length of time before our minds are consumed with the idea of where can I get something to eat. I've never studied it out empirically, but I am of the opinion based on a cursory observation that the second day of a fast lasts 168 hours. <laughs> I mean, it's, God does it again. The sun stands still. First day, not bad. By the third day, you're kind of, that's second day. And I'm supposed to be spiritual. And I'm hard to live with that second day of a fast. Because my body just is nagging at me. You have it eaten. My belly is saying maybe he is forgetful. We should remind him. It's time to eat. And I don't have to, I mean, it just, it just comes on you. You don't have to work at it. I, I love doing this because right now some of you are going, you know, I could eat. You weren't even thinking about earlier, but just the conversation has got your, has got your ghrelin is pumping through your system right now. And you're checking out to figure out where you're going to eat after service. Come back. I'll stop talking about that. All I'm telling you is that there is a compelling nature to hunger. And when hunger starts to work on us, other things get pushed aside to satisfy that hunger that is working in our soul. I would tonight that hunger for God would drive us as relentlessly as does grilling in our belly. I would to God that Holy Ghost-filled Pentecostals would be as hungry after God as some people out there that don't even have the experience we have. I would to God the Holy Ghost would work something in us tonight until you can't sleep and you can't do anything until you say, I'm so hungry after God. 
ugly about right now. As he mentioned, I mentioned, I pastored in St. Louis from my house driving down toward our church where our church was. There were several churches along the way. I was driving down there one morning. I'm a morning guy. I was heading down there a little before 6 o'clock one morning. I'm buzzing along in my, in my old rusty beat-up blue Dodge pickup truck. And up ahead of me, I noticed a car, a pickup, pulling into the parking lot of a church, not one of ours, not a church that experiences the beauty of the worship encounter that we had a little while ago, not a church that has anything to offer in the way of the power of the Holy Ghost and new birth like we're privileged to enjoy. This truck's pulling in there. And as I got down there to the parking lot, that parking lot was full of cars. I just pulled in. Followed that guy in his truck. He's getting out of his truck. I rolled the window down. I said, hey, Slick, what's going on? He said, oh, it's, uh, it's Tuesday. So I'm well aware of that. He said, men's prayer. He caught me on the wrong day, Pastor Carson, because the night before on Monday night at 7 o'clock, a convenient time, a comfortable time, we had had men's prayer at our church. And I didn't have as many guys, Holy Ghost-filled tongue talkers, there for men's prayer at 7 o'clock as this church that doesn't have much to offer had men at 6 in the morning. You know what he told me? They're hungry after God than we are. I'm sorry, is that uncomfortable? But we pacify ourselves by saying, well, I shouted with the choir. I rejoiced in church Sunday night. But I'm saying, oh, God, would you grab our hearts and baptize us with hunger after God? I need some honest people right now to admit that it's time for us to get hungry. It's time for some Holy Ghost-filled people to get hungry, to get desperate, to get so hungry that you can't live with yourself if you don't touch him. I would to God there'd be some spiritual grilling that would scream at us. You're not feeding that spiritual man. You're not living right. You're not doing right. And would call. Hunger to God, oh, that spiritual appetite would be born in us, oh, that we would be hungry enough not just to be entertained, but to be changed. I'm going to amen myself in a minute. God, help us to be so hungry that we're not satisfied to say, well, I went to church twice on Sunday, but did you talk to him on Monday? Did you read his word on Tuesday? Did you hear his voice on Wednesday? I'm looking for somebody that's hungry tonight. And I don't mean to be ugly, but this isn't hungry. Hunger gets desperate. Hunger drives you to God. Hunger says, I'm not satisfied until I get something out of this service. Hunger says, I can't go to bed tonight like I got up this morning. Hunger drives us. All right. Let me set the stage here just a minute. The land of Israel was under siege from Syria. The city of Samaria was surrounded by these pagan people who had the inhabitants contained for a lengthy season. Trade was cut off. No one could come or go. Supplies no longer rolled through the front gates. The fields surrounding the city were not accessible for agriculture or for the tending and harvesting of flocks. And therefore, the conditions in that city grew worse and worse and worse. 
as the rations ran low, desperation set in. Things previously unacceptable for consumption were now fought over. So hungry were the people, first slide, that a man would part with 80 pieces of silver just for the privilege of picking the flesh and the hide from the head of a dead donkey. Five pieces of silver, next slide, would gladly be surrendered just for the privilege to dine on a cup of dove's tongue. Because you see, unsatisfied spiritual hunger will lead us to some terrible practices. Unsatisfied spiritual hunger drives us to carnal pursuits. And if my spirit does not passionately pursue God, then my flesh is turned loose to seek the putrid matters of this world. But I preach to you that God designed you for something better than donkey's heads and dove's tongue. God didn't design you to try to find satisfaction in this world. God didn't design you to try to pacify yourself with the entertainment options that are here. But he said, if you'll lift your head a little higher, I can satisfy you. Everything you've been looking for is found in the church. But as terrible as that sounds, the horror in Siberia did not end there. Pacts were formed in which parents would kill and eat one child on one day and the other's child on the next day. Because people with unsatisfied spiritual hunger will often turn on and consume their own. But outside the gates, there are four men equally hungry but not morally adrift. They are lepers. They had nothing going for them. They are outcasts. They are broken. They are lonely. They are hopeless. No one wanted them around. Popular was not even remotely a word on their radar. And as they sat outside that city that day, their hunger began to speak to them. I'm miserable. I'm so dissatisfied. I'm hungry. I could do some serious damage to a double whopper about right now. Another one dreamily said, I can, I can almost smell chocolate chip cookies coming out of an oven someplace. That third one just whimpered pitifully to himself, fresh baked bread, fresh baked bread. That fourth guy said, I don't want to live like this any longer. That fourth guy said, I'm tired of this. If I stay here, I'm going to die. I've got to do something. If I don't do something, the end is near. I'm not going to make it. There's nothing in the city. I don't want donkey, and I don't want dove's dung. So I'm going to get up, and I'm going to walk out into the face of the enemy, and I'm going to see if just maybe God will come through for me. What are you doing, man? He's going to kill you. If I don't do something, I'm going to die. If I just sit here, I'm going to die. If I don't take a step, I'm going to die. You don't understand. I'm tired of living like this. I'm tired of waking up in the morning with tears on my pillow, and I don't even want to get out of bed because there doesn't seem to be any hope. I don't want to live this. 
this way any longer. I'm tired of going to church and not feeling anything. I'm tired of going through motions and acting like everything's okay. And I'm still hungry. So you can sit here if you want to. You don't have to come with me. But I'm fixing to go. I'm fixing to go. I'm too hungry to stay here any longer. You just don't understand. If I don't do something, I'm going to die. If I don't do something, it's over. If I don't take a step, it's finished. If I don't try something, I'm never going to make it. But God didn't call me to die right here. God didn't do everything he did for me, for me to die outside this city. And so... So there may be an enemy, but I'm more scared of my hunger than I am of my enemy. He ain't going to stop me. I'm going to get up. I'm going to move, and I'm going to respond to my hunger. I wish you'd pray right now. I wish you'd call out to God right now. man you don't want to go out there you don't know what might happen you're right but I know what's going to happen if I stay right here I'm going to die and this isn't God's plan for me this isn't what God designed for me this isn't God's will for me I don't have all the answers and some people may not understand but I refuse to just sit here and die Tried everything else. Tried everything else. They offered me donkey's head. And I tasted it for a while. Made me sick. They brought me the dove's dung. Everybody was eating it. And I tried it, but that's not right either. And I know there's an enemy. But I'm not scared of him. Because I'm hungry. And I'm not scared of you. And I'm not scared of what people will say. And I'm not scared of how they'll criticize me. And I'm not scared of how they make fun of me. And I'm not scared of falling on the way. But I'm going to get moving, man. I'm going to get moving. I'm not just going to sit here. I'm going to get moving. I'm going to take the first step. I may not get all the way there tonight, but I'm going to take the first step. I'm going to get in the altar tonight. I'm going to seek God tonight. I'm going to make a change tonight. I can't keep living this way. I can't keep this up. I'm too hungry. I can't stay. I need to pray in church right now. I need to pray in church right now. You have to understand, they didn't go because they were brave. They went because they were hungry. They didn't go because they had courage. They went because they were hungry. They didn't go because they were curious. They went because they were hungry. I don't want you to come to the altar because you feel out of some kind of guilt. I want you to come because you're hungry. I want you to come because you're desperate. I want you to come saying, God, I can't stay like this. If I stay here, I'm going to die where I am. But I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I'm getting up. And if you guys don't want to come, I guess you can stay behind but I know I know there's an enemy but I also know there's a God and there's an answer
answer and there's hope and there's a miracle and I am not sitting here until I die. God's looking for the hungry. God's looking for the hungry. Hey, 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 hey. God's looking for a choir member that just doesn't care what anybody thinks. God's looking for an usher that doesn't care what anybody thinks. God's looking for a guest in this house that doesn't understand everything. But you know that it's not going to be enough just to eat donkey's heads and dove's dung all your life. It's time to get down to the altar and let God change you. God is talking to somebody living in the hog lot. That boy didn't come home because the hog stank. He came home because he was hungry. You may be tired of the hogs. You may be tired of the life you're living. But what I really want is for you to be hungry after God. To say, God, I can't stay like this any longer. I can't do this anymore. I've battled discouragement and depression. I've been weary and broken. I thought there was no hope. I was about to give up. But I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I can't find the answer in a bottle. I can't find the answer in some kind of pharmaceutical. I gotta have God. I gotta have God. I've gotta have God. So you do what you want to do. I can't. I can't just sit here any longer, guys. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I wish you would lift all across this house from the front to the back the echoing sounds of hungry people. I'd rather battle the enemy than just sit here and die. I'd rather face his sword than just sit here and die. I'd rather face the accusations of people than sit here and die. It's better to go out fighting than it is to just die from hunger. plead with you. If God is tugging on your heart right now, I plead with you. I plead with you. If God is tugging on your heart, don't demand he do this again. Don't demand another night that he comes and does this. Weeks ago, weeks ago, God spoke to me about preaching this tonight. Probably three, three, two, three months ago, God spoke to me about challenging this church. And I don't know anything about you, but God spoke to me about preaching this message tonight. I plead with you. This is a godly, divine, God-ordained moment for the Holy Ghost to be able to rescue you and help you would you please turn your back on the donkeys and please turn your back on the doves and throw your life unashamedly and without reservation into the arms of your savior because if you stay where you are you will die 
you must get up. You must move. You must face your enemy. You got to face your fears. You got to face your discouragement. You got to face your reservations. You got to face your questions. And you have to get up and do something lest you die. Intercessors in this house, would you begin to help us right now? Some of you precious elders that know how to pray and seek God, would you begin to intercede where you sit right now? There are souls that hang in the balance this evening. There are destinies that hang in the balance this evening. Whether they will sit by the gate and exist on donkeys and doves until they wither away and die, or will they get up and respond to the voice of the Spirit that speaks unceasingly into their heart right now and say, I believe life can be better. I believe things can be different. I believe God can help me. I believe God can bring me to a new place in him. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. I'm still hungry. I'll never find fulfillment in the things of this world. I'll never find fulfillment in material possessions. I'll never find fulfillment in anything this world has to offer. But I'm hungry. God, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Hungry. I'm hungry. 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 Some of you ought to get your spouse by the hand, and whether it's where you're at or down here at the altar, somewhere in between, the two of you ought to begin to express your joint hunger to God. Some of you ought to go get your teenager, pull close and say, you know what? We haven't had enough spiritual hunger around this house, but we're going to. We're going to turn our back on some junk we've been doing, and we're going to start facing the enemy down and tell him that as for this house, we're hungry after God. Some of you just need to make some covenants with God tonight. I'm going to change my schedule. I'm going to change my priorities. Faithfulness to God's house is going to be paramount in our world. Faithfulness to the things of God is going to matter more than anything else in this life because I'm more hungry for God than I am for anything this world has to offer. Come on, let's let the prayer meeting linger just a minute, would you? Would you let the prayer meeting go on just a minute or two? Please, please don't get in a hurry to walk away from this moment where the Holy Ghost is trying to help you. Please respond to his voice right now. Please respond to his voice right now. Dear young lady, God's speaking to you tonight. Sir, God is speaking to you tonight. He orchestrated and ordained that you be here tonight. This wasn't an accident. I hope you don't think me bold, but I'm here by divine appointment. God spoke to me months ago about preaching this message tonight. God orchestrated and ordained that you would be here tonight to be confronted by this word, to be confronted by the voice of God, to be confronted by a choice. It's either donkeys or it's a feast in the enemy's camp. It's either doves or you're going to turn your back on it and walk into the things of God. But the Holy Ghost is trying to pull you to his side tonight. That tug on your heart, that fast beating rhythm in your 
your heart. That's God trying to pull you close right now. Most of you know the story, but those four guys got up and got walking. God magnified the sound of their steps. He took their obedience and made it bigger than it was. They just offered a little bit, just some weak and feeble. They weren't strong. Just some weak, feeble footsteps in the dust, feet that were wrapped in rags. God said, I don't, I don't need a whole lot from you. He took their little obedience and just magnified till the sound of that thing made the enemy flee. And they got to the camp and had all that they needed. But hear me, they not only got enough to satisfy them, they were able to bless everybody in the city. Because God's purpose in your life is bigger than just you. If you'll get hungry after God, He'll use your little obedience to bless a multitude of people. And I, and I know there may be struggle. Now, in this case, they, the enemy fled. They didn't have to fight. I, I, can't, I can't tell you what kind of opposition you will face when you get hungry after God. But I will tell you this. The wisest man that ever lived said this in Lamentations chapter 4 and verse 9. They that be slain with the sword are better than they that be slain with hunger. For these pine away, stricken through for want of the fruits of the field. The wise man said, it's better to go out swinging than it is to just sit there and die where you are. So I'd rather fight the enemy than just sit there and die of hunger. Jesus, I've done my very best to unburden my soul tonight what you placed on me months ago for this night and I pray I pray I've represented you well tonight Father I pray that your word is pierced deeply into our hearts pray that we'll not forget what you've spoken tonight or what you've done give us courage to live out the commitments we've made tonight Give us courage to make commitments that we may have been a little timid to make this evening. God, help us. We're hungry. We're not satisfied. We're hungry. And I thank you for being so merciful to me. I thank you, Jesus, for being so merciful to me. To keep calling, keep tugging on my heart. This preacher needs a continual tug of your spirit. And I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your mercy. Let me leave you with a promise. 
Here's the promise. <laughs> Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall. They shall be filled. You know what, the, what, the, what our Lord said? Ye shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart.